Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is the legendary Scott Allen. Uh, Scott Allen is the number one best-selling author of a ton of books, including Fail Big, Relaunch Your Life, and Empower Your Thoughts. Uh, he's got books in six languages and over 200,000 copies sold uh, worldwide. Uh, he's an SBS student originally, so one of the first ever cohorts of self-publishing school. He joined as part of that class, went on to become a, a self-publishing school coach uh, and one of the lead coaches uh, at self-publishing school and a co-creator of our Sell More Books program. We were just talking about this beforehand. Uh, he's coached over 700 plus students. Uh, in, in the last few years, as well as completed over 5,000 coaching calls with our students. Um, so just a wealth of knowledge, and he is going to bring all those conversations and, and, and to, this con to this conversation, right, and to this interview. And so think when you hear the things that he's saying, know that this is time-tested, this works. <laughs> uh, he's talked to so many of you, if, obviously, if you're a student, uh, and maybe we'll talk to you if you become a student. Um, but today we're going to be talking about uh, selling more books, growing a full-time career as an as a nonfiction author, uh, and so really those two things. Um, he's a wealth of knowledge on that, and has done a lot of amazing things there. So Scott, great to have you. Thanks for having me on the show. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm glad to finally make this happen. So first off, let's start with why books. Why did you write your first one, and why is this something that you're so passionate about about really building a full-time career as a nonfiction author? Yeah, writing is something that I've always had a passion for. And um, even when I was in junior high school, I remember sitting down with the, I think it was an old typewriter, maybe that I picked up somewhere and just um, hammering out this, uh, this book I written over the summer, it was a sci fi book, and I just knew I'd always wanted to write. Um, eventually, I had stopped doing that took a bit of a hiatus for about 20 years. Um, but it was always at the back of my mind that I've got to write that book. I've got to write that book. And I just never let the idea go. It just continued to fester there and grow there. So um, one day I just got so tired of telling myself, I've got to write this book. Um, I think maybe it was like 12 or 13 years ago. I just sat down and started doing it. I literally just had no outline, no mind map. Um, I sat down and started writing this book just by, you know, by free flow. And um it started as fiction, and because I have a strong passion for nonfiction, personal development, it's kind of torn between which path should I take, and um, eventually just decided to go with the nonfiction, and within three to four years, I think I had a book uh, that was roughly maybe 100,000 words, so it was, a, it was a big book, and I, at this point, I was like, yeah, I'm going to publish this, and this was a little bit before self-publishing had come around, you know, um, but um, I was, I just had this determination to get it done, you know, and, uh, and yeah, um, after that, I just had someone edit it, got a cover made and eventually published it, um, split it up into three parts. And I had, I think, three books that I, I published just ah. 
Yeah. Smart. Splitting up the big book yeah. into multiple books. Had yeah. you published before you joined self-publishing school? Yeah. So I had three, maybe four books that I had published already. Okay. And so for that, and because I know we get asked this question all the time, what was the thought? How did you find self-publishing school? And what was the thought process behind joining after already publishing three books yourself? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I'd already published a few books, as I mentioned, but it was, um, I knew that I wasn't, I, I was missing something. I wasn't able to market them or sell them. Um, honestly, I probably didn't know what I was doing. I was just like putting covers together. I had someone doing that and putting them out there, but I had no real plan. And at the time, there were not any other self-publishing, you know, uh, courses or platforms around. So people were literally just writing stuff and putting it up there. But I came across self-publishing school through uh, someone's email list that I was on. And at the time, um, it really clicked with me because uh, it, I think the tagline was, you know, write your book in 90 days. It's like 90 days. Well, it took me four years to write my first book. So and uh, at, the, at this time, I was actually pretty desperate because I really wanted to make it. And, uh, and I think the price of the time was, you know, it was a little bit higher than what I could afford. But I was like, I'm going to do this thing, you know. So um, I just sold a bunch of stuff on eBay, got the money together, paid for the course. And to me, it was really like the last thing that I could afford. It's like it's either this or nothing. So um, I did it. And I think the biggest thing that I... Um, the, big, the biggest takeaway with that is that right away, it put me in touch with a community of authors that I'd never had before. Before that, I was like, you know, floating by myself in the middle of the ocean, kind of just paddling and not really going anywhere. Um, suddenly, I was in touch with these other people who are writing books, too. And that was really powerful. That um, built momentum, built confidence, uh, got set up with an accountability partner. And I did write a book in 90 days. It did not take me four years, which proves that it can be done. Um, and yeah, that was just the greatest thing is just, you know, just being That's able amazing. to, uh, yeah. That's awesome, Scott. Can you, so you touched on this. We get asked this question all the time. Hmm. You're torn between nonfiction and fiction. How did you decide on nonfiction? And what's your recommendation when students come to you asking, say, hey, should I go fiction first? Should I go nonfiction first? Yeah, the, uh, I still have a passion for fiction. I still write it. I haven't published anything yet, and I will in the future. But the nonfiction, just I felt like I had started building this train that was gaining momentum, and I had to continue to go with it. And the more writing I did, the more ideas I would get. It's like, oh, I need to do that, too. I need to do that, too. So um, eventually, I just said, well, I, I sat down, and I mapped out a plan for like the next... I don't know, like five to 10 books, you know, it was just, and, and I, I was connecting them together and how they were going to flow and this and that. So that was a, that was a really good exercise to do is to map everything out. And once I did that, it's like, it looks like I'm in this for the long term. I was looking at, uh, you know, like a five-year plan um, in order to make this happen. So the fiction wasn't something that I was, it, you know, trying to pursue both of those paths. It would have become very distracting and it, it would just would have been too much for me to handle by myself so yeah oh, and and we i mean your path is not dissimilar to a lot of people is if they want to write fiction fiction a lot of times mm. we recommend write nonfiction first mm. and that then you're going to learn the process and then writing fiction is harder so then write fiction afterwards and so um, obviously you're very committed to 
a, a long-term nonfiction journey. And, and for some people, that'll be a one nonfiction book and then mm-hmm. segue, but build the skill set, get a, a quicker win, mm-hmm. uh, and then roll into uh, other genres, uh, genres if you choose to. So I want to, as a I want to get into a lot of, obviously all things, sell more books. You've been a big part of creating the sell more books program and you've coached a lot of our sell more books students. So the starting point that I think a lot of people are wondering, maybe listening to this is, Hey, I've written and published my first nonfiction book. Why is it not selling? Mm. And how do I sell more books? I know this is a a general question. And when you have a clarity call, uh, a coaching call with folks and that's like kind of the starting point and you're, that's a diagnostic, but I guess, can you give a general answer um, to that question? Mm. Yeah, it generally um, can be traced back to the launch itself, but not having a very good launch. In other words, not selling books, but going back even further, it, it leads right back to the, very, the, the creation of that book itself, like the cover design, the branding, all these things that, and I'll, I'll admit myself, when I first started out, did not consider any of these things, really. I just put it together and put it out there. So a lot of people are still doing that. They are getting their books out there, but uh, they're not optimized for the Amazon platform. They're not optimized for success. So when the book's not selling, it's a combination of, you know, you're not selling enough books in your launch. You didn't have a launch really with the launch team. Um, In most cases, people don't even have reviews or anything like that. And when you don't sell books in the first, say 30 days, Anything you do after that is still going to be, it's, it's just, um, it's going to drag the book down. You really have to have that first two to four weeks is critical, especially the first couple of weeks. So, yeah. And uh, just one other thing um, they didn't touch on, you know, they didn't do things like uh, creating ads or, um, you know, branding the book in a specific way so that their second and third book, and, and some people had a few books already, but they were just very disjointed. So we have to go through and, you know, I'll do an analysis of the books. And uh, if they're a series, they have to be tied together a certain way um, so that, uh, you know, they can be branded as a series as well. So that you have a a really effective backlist. Yeah. And I want to circle back to the fundamentals of a bestseller here in just a bit and have you speak to that a little bit. Um, But can... Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. So, you know, a lot of times I'll, I'll uh, when I'm doing some sell more books training, I call it failed launch Fred and successful launch Sally. <laughs> so there's kind of these two groups, right? Failed launch Fred probably just said, hey, if I build it, they will come <laughs> and didn't really market it. Probably didn't go through self-publishing school, didn't have a plan, all that stuff. And then it just didn't sell, right? And, and then there's successful launch Sally, which had a plan, intentionally marketed the book, uh, had a successful launch, and then sales fell off a cliff. And now they're both in the same place asking this question of how do I sell books long term, mm-hmm. um, which is, is going to be a lot of what we'll talk about even more in the, in the rest of this interview. But I want to start at kind of a middle point there, which is a, one thing we help a lot of students with is relaunching. 
And so, especially, you know, sometimes a successful launch, Sally, they could still do a relaunch and that would be the most helpful uh, first step joining the Summer Books program. And it's, and then a lot of times it's a, it's a failed launch, Fred. So can you, can you speak to that of how do I know when I should relaunch, if I should relaunch my book? Yeah. So generally, I think a book should be relaunched if, um, again, if you had a, I would define a failed launch as a launch that didn't have any um, books sold, of course. And um, the other thing would be, uh, like, so if you don't sell any books, let's just say, let's say you sell 50 books, which still is not a lot of books. Um, after 30 days, the Amazon's algorithm, which we're always working with against, you know, is looking at the results of that after 30 days and saying, okay, well, the book didn't really sell very well. So we're going to push it over here and just focus on the books that are selling. And that's what Amazon is doing is it's a selling machine. They're in, you know, they want to make money. They want to sell. Um, they're going to push the products that are selling. And if your book doesn't fall within, you know, if your book's not in that funnel, it's just going to get pushed aside and pushed down under. And at that point, you know, let's say three, six months goes by your book's ranking at a million, two million, three million, you can throw all the money you want at ads or change the cover and all that. Um, it's not going to have any effect. Even if you want, even if you drop the price to a dollar and just market it for like five to seven days, um, it's not going to do anything. So a relaunch effectively starts things from ground zero again, gives you that chance to um, have a really good launch, but you have to be prepared for it. You have to have a, I think the launch team is important, but it's, um, it's just important for you know people supporting the launch if they're the um, you know if the if the people on your launch team are the same people that are usually going to buy your book that's um, that's a really good situation. It's not always that case. So really, we're just looking for to get some reviews and the review having a lot of reviews doesn't equal having a bestseller always or even having a great launch. You just need enough to get you out of the gate. But I always advise people to focus on book sales. It's, it doesn't matter if it's 99 cents or if it's $5. Um, you just need that, those rankings to get up there so that you know, Amazon looks at that and goes, okay, well, this book's selling. Let's keep, keep pushing it up there. And then a couple of weeks later, 10, 14 days later, when it's at a really good point, you raise the price and then you make the money on the, on the slide down. But you got to keep it going with building in ads, and um, you know, and the ads will only—that's a long-term game as well. So there's a combination yeah. of BookBub ads, Amazon ads, and um, you know, knowing who's in your market. Like knowing, I keep an eye on all the other books in my gender, and this is an important point that I always hone in on people to make sure you do your market research and always keep an eye on the books that are in your field in your market to see um, how they're doing or what they're doing. And um, I'll go into this author's platform and I'll, I'll pick everything apart. Like, okay, they're ranking at this. What are they probably doing? Oh, they're in these categories. You know, we can use Katie's, Katie Spy or uh, Publisher Rocket to do this. You know, we've got the tools uh, so we can keep an eye on everything. And, and it's really important to always be watching the market and these other books because um, yeah. they will tell you a lot and they'll give you, you know, even if you're not able to connect with the author directly, they're not going to give you all their, their secrets, but you can still learn a lot by watching the way that they do things. So no doubt. Hey, let's take a, I, I love some of what you said there. Cause I think there's, there's fundamentals and there's blocking and tackling. There's the advanced stuff, but you mm -hmm. kind of sprinkle a little bit of both in that. And so backing up, I think people know 
if you had a bad launch and like you said, oops, if you haven't sold copies and you don't have reviews, then you probably need to relaunch. And that, and that could be the first and kind of the starting point. I know we work with a lot of people where they'll, their cover is not good. And so then they'll, they'll get a new cover. They'll, they'll do a lot of other things to make sure that, all right, I'm going to relaunch with intentionality. And so obviously if you haven't been through self-publishing school, you haven't done the launch team concept, you haven't had an intentional launch, like all those things. Um, this is probably going to be, um, especially if we work together in some more books program, that'll be, that'll be the starting point. And so along with that, there's kind of the, our fundamentals of a bestseller. And I want you to go as, as basic as possible with this, Scott, and, and just like really mm. dropping down X's and O's. So what are the fundamentals um, as you see them? Uh, why are they important? And why, and why is this an, kind of also an important uh, starting point for folks when they're, when they're go, you know, kind of starting the journey to sell more books long-term? Sure. Yeah. One of the, the first thing I would say to that is that, um, knowing your gender and knowing that, um, you know, if the book is actually going to sell or not, because you can, the you can genre, be really yeah. passionate. Yeah. Yeah. You can really be really passionate about this topic and, um, uh, you know, spend time writing the book and you put it out there, but it turns out that those kinds of books actually are not selling, or maybe they were selling five years ago. They're not selling now. Um, so we can do this research with tools that we have. That's the first thing I do. Um, and the second thing would be, you know, once you've decided like, yeah, okay. Uh, you know, there's a market for this. I'm going to be looking at the book covers of those uh, those other books. I research the uh, get a really good book design. Doesn't have to be uh, you know a, a piece of art, but uh, it has to it has to look really good on on Amazon, of course. But it also has to look good in your gender. Obviously, you know if I'm writing sci-fi, you know military sci-fi, it has to look a certain way. And I see this a lot with people where the the sci-fi military books, just using it as an example, are selling really well, probably because they have you know, their ecosystems built in, they've got a series and they all line up. And I see other um, authors will launch their book that just don't look like that at all. And the, uh, the, the audience knows that, you know, they're maybe they're not going to buy your book because it just doesn't seem like it's, it's, it's fitting into their, their, their interests. So um, the other thing would be uh, the keyword research, um, going deep into the keyword research, embedding those uh, SEO keywords into your book description possibly into your title if you into your subtitle and title sorry your subtitle and title if you can that works better with nonfiction than fiction um just because books that have really strong keywords built into the subtitle uh will rank 30 percent higher than books that don't and then you've got your um your book description and then obviously your your kdp keywords so um, doing the research into that and then yeah and then you've got the categories so yeah Love that. So, so keep, you know, we always say Google is a search engine of browsers. Amazon is a search engine of buyers. And so SEO, uh, search engine optimization, while everyone's focused on Google, that's the amazing thing about having books is people are doing that same thing. And so think, what are my target readers searching and how do I make sure I'm picking keywords? Uh, and so that my book comes up when they search those keywords that, like you said, it's in my subtitle, if, if possible, it's in the book description uh, and all those things, because Amazon's a search engine. And then mm. we'll, we'll circle back to add stuff later, but it's the same exact thing, just a different mechanism to apply that um, yeah. with, with keywords and things like that. Uh, and then categories and um, picking the correct categories that increase discoverability of your book. Then there's also, uh, you know, we, we 
how do you unlock eight additional categories? You know, we kind of have like a little process that we walk people through. It's one of the most uh, popular blog posts of all time. I think that you've written uh, in, a, in a core part of the program. Is your cover good? Does it grab attention? Is the title easy to read? Are you writing for a genre that's selling? All those things. Is it a well-written, timeless book? Right? And does it solve a, a, a pain that people have that, that they know that they have? And then I talk about this a lot on the, the Summer Books kind of webinar trainings is once you've followed all those fundamentals, then there's a couple paths. And I want you to, to expand on this a little bit. There's uh, publishing in all three formats, which mm -hmm. I think is one of the best next steps because it's, you know, you've seen this, Scott. So many authors, they, they miss out on book sales because they only have one or maybe two formats. Mm -hmm. and so you're just going to sell more books. Yes, it's more of an upfront investment, but you're going to sell more books and you're going to make more royalties by publishing mm -hmm. ebook, print, and audio. And wow. I know a lot of people right now are making a significant amount of their royalties on audio. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's, and, and, and going audio first with their promotion. So it's, all right, fundamentals of a bestseller publishing all three formats and then kind of the road to a hundred reviews is what we talk about in the summer books program and, and getting more reviews. And so <laughs> there's a lot of places that we could take this, but there's, there's also a, uh, uh, we have this three-legged stool concept mm -hmm. um, that we talk about in the summer books program. What's the three-legged stool uh, and, and how do you see that working for authors to help sell more books? Yeah, so the three-legged stool is, uh, first of all, your email list, um, which takes time to develop, and then you've got your social media platform, and then you've got your ads. And working, uh, building all three of those into your, we call the author ecosystem, is really critical um, because that's, uh, you know, first of all, all three of those are driving traffic to your books. The email list is something that, you know, you're going to start building once you launch your book and you've probably got a lead magnet. And um, if you plan on doing more books or you're launching another product, that's going to be a critical piece of launching your, you know, like, like launching your next thing, right? Um, the social media as well, that's, uh, that's, I find like with a lot of authors, um, that's a big sticking point because they haven't spent a lot of time there. And maybe they, they're putting up a post here and there. So, you know, um, just really uh what i do is like i'll watch other people who are being successful at that and then try to model what they're doing and it's just really there's a lot of testing involved here too so it's not like there's a it's not like a, there's a perfect science to it but there is something that's working that other people are implementing right um and the ads as well that's again that's another kind of a big dinosaur um the one thing that i notice um, a lot of people will do when they launch their book, they'll, they'll set up a few ads and then the ads are not working. They're like, oh, what did I do wrong? But it's, uh, that's a game of patience. Actually, I think all three of these things are. So you do have to be patient, but you also have to be persistent with it and continue to learn the process. Um, like with email list building, for example, you know, your lead magnet is a critical piece of getting people onto your email list, but is your lead magnet optimized? Is it, uh, is your lead magnet in line with your content? You know, is this what you want to offer your, um, your audience, or is it just something free to download, which almost never works. So there's a lot of thinking that goes into this and I get it when, you know, we're so involved in the creative process, we just want to get our book out there. And then we think about maybe doing these other things and uh, kind of get caught up in, in the rush of just getting it done. But um, I do step back and uh, myself too, I've had to step back and literally just restructure my whole platform. I think that's what I started doing from last year um, because I realized that 
you know, there were, there were, there were pieces missing in the, uh, in the, the puzzle, you know, the, the machine was kind of breaking down. I had to look at what was, what was going on there. So um, yeah, you have to be, um, you have to be very uh, systematic in your approach. And also just the last thing, get feedback from people too, which mm. with the sell more books program, I think that's one of the um, killer benefits of the program is that people come in kind of feeling vulnerable, like, you know, what are people going to say about my book? And, but it's really, it's become such a, a cohesive um, uh, environment because people are coming in getting direct feedback and honest feedback from their peers and from other people that they've never gotten before, where they were like, most people just sitting down in the dark, writing their book, putting <laughs> it out there, you know, yeah. and now they're with a group of people that are saying, well, you know, I think you know, if you did this, this, and this, it would work a lot better. And they'll go away for a few weeks, come back, and they're like, "Oh, you're right, mm-hmm. it, it did." And they're they're getting these um, small wins, and they're adding up. So, yeah. yeah. So, like with selling books, it's like, yeah, and that all contributes to selling more books eventually, because now you're figuring out the things that you didn't do before, and now you have a chance to correct it. Creo, you can correct the course, uh, go in a go in a different direction, and. Um, you know, it's okay to be vulnerable as well and just take that feedback and uh, run yeah. with it. So, yeah. Hey, how do you, you spoke to this a little bit that, that you took a step back and said, all right, let me re-examine my catalog of books. Let mm. me retool the marketing, all those things. How do you mm. coach students through? I think so many authors, especially if you don't like marketing, there's this tendency to, as soon as I publish one book, I start writing the next book instead of spending six months, a year or years marketing that book, mm. which in, for so many people, that's the big mistake that I see that they make is not committing to a one year or I had John Rowland on the podcast recently. He, he, he called it the five-year launch of mm. continuously talking about the giftology book, right? Yeah. And so how do you coach students through that of, all right, the line between, okay, if, if I'm trying to build a, a full-time career out of this, I need a catalog of books, but yeah. also you're not going to get there by just writing, then writing the next, then writing the next. Like you have to spend time marketing the book. How do you coach students through that? That's a tough one. And that's a great question because I fell into the same trap actually, um, where I'm putting out, you know, I started putting out, I guess, you know, a lot of books, but I wasn't really um, focused on the marketing side of it, which um, doesn't make sense. But it's like, oh, I just had another book idea. I read, I wrote it, threw it out there. Um, and later I realized like the books just kind of stopped selling. And uh, it's because I wasn't spending enough time in the marketing. Um, just too many pokers in the fire. So when students, um, you know, when students come in, they're like, you have all these book ideas and I want to write them all. It's like, well, you know, what's your number one, what's your, what's your passion? You know, what's like the number one book, like you could spend the next one to three years working on, even after it's out there and then marketing it. And the marketing, um, this is the thing with marketing books is that when we say marketing, it's just such a wide net, you know, like, um, but really to me, it's, um, it's just three things. It's building your email list, um, working with ads and the third thing is actually um, consistently launching. It doesn't always have to be launching a new book, but you have to have, um, you know, for that book to uh, to really do something, you should have something it's on the back. The promotions, end. yeah. Yeah, yeah, promotions, you know, maybe people have got courses, uh, coaching, whatever it is. That's the real, um, the, the gold of their, their platform. You know, if they have something else that they can offer and then the book can sustain itself because maybe the book will become a, a lead generator. 
um, for their business. You know, I've seen people yeah. who just would give it away for free. They weren't making mm-hmm. money from the book, but they were doing great on the back end with the rest of their, yeah. their business. Yeah. Stephen Covey would say, begin with the end in mind, right? Is, is mm-hmm. your goal to grow your business? Okay, begin with that in mind and optimize towards that. Is it to sell books? Okay, begin yeah. with that in mind and optimize towards that, right? So uh, we're going to kind of move into kind of a little bit of a lightning round and I've got a ton of just uh, final quick questions for you. Yeah. Scott, you sold over 200,000 copies of your book, or sorry, books. Uh, what has worked the best? What are maybe the top one to three things that you feel like have really uh, moved the needle and in, in, in sold books? Yeah, it was uh, the persistence with the ads was one thing. Um, the other thing was um, just, uh, I was always tweaking the books. And sometimes this can be a really good thing to do. And other times you can get into um, a, uh, a habit of just like, oh, I've got to change this. I've got to change this. So, you know, just changing a lot of those little things that don't make a difference. You know, I would change covers right. and things like that. But if you're going to change anything, it's like keep an eye on your, your keywords, categories, and your book cover. I would, I probably changed um, uh, some of my changed like a few times because I was working on the branding. And as I got more clear on the branding, I started changing these things. But I kept um, very consistent with uh, keeping the ads going and promoting the book uh, to my list. So building my list, running regular promotions for the books, uh, like dropping them to 99 cents for like five days, once every three months, for example, gives it a that really good, gives it a really good boost. Um, and, uh, and actually launching more books is a really good strategy, but um, it's important to like, it's 80, 20. It's, it, you might have a hundred books out there and you're going to have like four or five that are going to be your, your money makers, your game changers. Probably not all the books are going to sell. Eventually they are going to start dropping. So you got to know which books are your winners go all in on those mm. books. Right. And sometimes, mm. and this is again, a, I think, um, you know, learning from my own mistakes and failures. That's what I didn't do is like, I, I did it for a couple of my books, but then I stepped back from it and got, you know, started putting out all these other books and I stepped away from the pillar books and the pillar books were screaming for attention going, Hey, what about us? You know? And uh, um, by the time I went back, they're just kind of like struggling along. So yeah, just knowing um, like what you're, you know, if you have one book, you have one book and that's great. You're just going to go all in on that. I've got a few authors who have done that. They've done such a great job of it, but it was, they were just, they were focusing on the book sales, but and this other, you know, they were building a course as well. And they were doing things one by one, like focusing on one thing, getting it done, going to the next. Right. And yeah. I was like, this is great because, um, you know, sometimes I, myself and other authors just had so many ideas and I was going to do all these things and I was signing up for everything. And that just, you know, ended up in confusion. So, yeah, you know, so it's something to be said for that. Just getting one, you know, get it done, do one thing, get it done, go to the next thing. Less, but better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of the concept that we talk about of half built bridges of, you know, they're trying everything and you end up with nothing fully finished. And so mm-hmm. instead focusing totally. on building one bridge at a time, um, Scott, this is awesome. I'm kind of lightning round final few questions you alluded to this a little bit with your your last answer, but I'd love to just uh, see if anything else comes to mind. What are some of the commonalities that you've seen with people who have success in the Sell More Books program? Mm-hmm. Uh, either things that you see of that kind of separates the people who are having success from the people who aren't. What are the commonalities of the successful group? 
Yeah, they're, um, the first thing is they're consistent with uh, their actions. So they're taking action every day. It might only be something they're doing 10 minutes a day, an hour a day, but um, that's working. So there's consistency and persistence. You know, like they're continuing to um, work on their, you know, their platform every day, but also uh, they're willing to learn as well. And you know, like that, having that willingness to learn, like they're always trying new things. And if it doesn't work, they'll try something else. They're asking for feedback. So the three things would be, um, yeah, having a consistent habit of working um, on your book, on your platform, um, realizing that it is a long-term gain. And that's something that I notice a lot of people, are, you know, we want the, we want the quick wins and we need those too. You know, we need some of our quick wins to get some of those bigger ones later. But you have to commit to a certain amount of time. I think it should be every day, even if you're just putting in, you know, 10 minutes, it's just the habit of showing up, right? Showing up, doing something, even if it's just talking to your accountability partner or, um, you know, setting up a few ads, whatever it is, but you're working on something. And uh, like those three things, when people are consistently moving forward with that persistence, eventually they're going to, um, you know, they may, they may have some valleys sometimes where they feel like nothing's happening. I, I hear this a lot. Nothing's working. I can't, you know, I, it's, it's just not happening for me. Should I give up? And I'm like, well, you know, it's, it's like that, uh, that quote, you know, like, like a lot of people who before they succeeded, they, you know, maybe they, 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 they gave up like just before the finish line, you know, and so you don't want to be that person. You just want to just keep going a bit more. So, and they did. And then they had another rise. And that was when, you know, they, that was when they were struggling, that's when you should be digging in for the, for the fight. So three feet from gold, right? Yeah, the, exactly. Um, it's a great example of that. So on flip side, um, what about common mistakes, top one or two mistakes that you see students making that hurt their book sales or even just commonalities with people who don't get as much results um, going through the process? Yeah, one of it um, relates back to um, not having a general understanding of the market and the plot, like we'll just use Amazon as because they are the probably number one driver for, for books, but not having an understanding of how the algorithm works. And we don't have, you know, I'm not a, an algorithm, algorithmic engineer or anything like that, but just knowing some of the basics um, is really going to help you with, you know, your book launches and also sustaining sales. So, and people don't know what they don't know, which is why they, you know, they join the program and they, and they work together with myself and the other coaches is that we can teach them these basics so that, when they relaunch, it's like, well, you should do it this way. Because when you did it before, you did all these things, which actually wasn't, you know, that wasn't the right way to do it. Do didn't it work. this way. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. didn't work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, a lot of the times is, um, and just one last thing is that um, they'll put the book out there and then just um, maybe do a few ads or whatever. And then like, oh, I didn't get any book sales. What's wrong? It's like, well, you actually, you know, you need to do a lot more than that. It's uh, you need to have, and I'm just using ads. As an, I don't think that ads is not, that it's not a game changer, but it's yeah. certainly, uh, you know, you're certainly building a foundation there. Um, and I know working with Amazon ads, we all do how, uh, how frustrating it can be when, you know, you just spent the last, you know, day and a half creating 20 ads and, three weeks later, nothing's happening. But anyway, that's, that's yeah. here or there. But uh, um, so anyway, yeah, just to get to your question, um, they, uh, they just have to come in with, a, I think the mindset is critical. So that was just the last thing mm. I was going to say is like having that mindset mm. that, um, you know, I'm willing to do whatever it takes 
to get my book to the level where I want it to be. And that just means, you know, be willing, be willing to learn, willing to change, uh, which can be hard for, I've seen a lot of people where maybe they were willing to change, but they didn't realize what they had to change to get there. Yeah. And that's kind of where we can, you know, I can help them with their mindset to get that yeah. moving in the right direction. So long-term mindset, follow the fundamentals before trying to jump to the advanced stuff. So many people mm. want to jump to the advanced stuff and you're pouring water in a leaky bucket. Yeah, <laughs> You haven't followed the fundamentals first. And then exactly to your point, Scott, my old boss used to say, listen and do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you got a process. I'm going to teach you the process. Listen and do it. <laughs> and if you yeah. do that, you will be successful. And it's yeah. not, not a matter of if, but when. And so having that mindset of, okay, I'm going to do whatever it takes. So we're not looking for a quick fix overnight success formula because it doesn't exist. Um, this is going to help expedite the process, pro, the, the process, but I'm committed to the process. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's so good, Scott. Um, uh, final, final one or two things. We're right at time here. So say I'm listening to this or watching this uh, and I'm about, well, let's say I just joined self-publishing school and specifically just joined the Somewhere Books program. And I'm about Mm. to hop on my first clarity call with you or with one of our Somewhere Books coaches. What's your advice to that person? How can they jumpstart and get going and really prepare to get the most out of their first call with you? Yeah, I think it's the... um come in with an empty mind so that we can start with just start from the beginning and just work with that. By an empty mind, I mean, you know, it's like um, if you come in with the cup is already full and, and, you know, you think um, I just, I've got my book out there and I just want to, I just want to build on that and not change anything. I just, I always break things down so that we can go right back to where you first had the idea for creating this. Why did you do it? And sometimes uh, going through that process, some people realize like, well, you know, Ashley, um, I wasn't as committed to this as I thought. I'm going to start something new. Like, what do you think about this? And we'll start to work. Like in a lot of cases, we worked on a, a new idea for a better book that was in a stronger gender that did well, uh, did much better long term. So, um, yeah, when they That's come, you know, yeah, when they come through, yeah, we work on their their strategy, like their their long term goal. Uh, five years can be uh, pretty daunting, so we'll just start with like you know the next ninety days and work up to one year. Um, but just to, just to get things clear from the beginning, like what, what do you want to achieve? And we'll just hone in on that goal and build, um, build their book, build their content around that. So, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty exciting, you know, because people, um, they come in and they're, a lot of them are really like, they're not confident, they're unsure, um, if this is the thing for them, but after, you know, we've taken a, a look at their, you know, look at their their platform what their dream really is and sometimes they don't always want to step forward and tell me that but once we really get into uh you know the the nitty-gritty of what they what they're really longing for um yeah it's just like they're just on fire they just want to go away and, and create their thing and you know get it out there so that's awesome man that's so exciting scott you're changing so many people's lives through the work that you're doing coaching through your books through helping people publish books through helping people sell books like just igniting i mean it's it's leveraged impact right it's what we talk mm. about all the time um so thanks for this this is amazing where can people go to find out more about you uh and to to purchase your books sure yeah they can uh, go to amazon just plug in scott allen author or scott allen and um you'll find me on the amazon stores there there as well um, I've got a website that's in the works that'll be coming out in a couple of months. So, um, we'll just be, um, 
probably hosting some, you know, my books on there as well. And, um, but yeah, in the meantime, they can go to Amazon. And um, if you find my books on there, you can, you know, more than happy for you to, you know, leave a review or just, um, you know, share it with, uh, share it with your friends and family. That's awesome. Scott, thank you so much, guys. Uh, if you're interested in working with us at Self-Publishing School, so uh, going on the journey, just like Scott did, gosh, years ago, um, <laughs> or specifically joining um, our Sell More Books program to help you sell more books. And who knows, you might even get the chance to work with Scott uh, or one of our other Sell More Books coaches. Um, go to self-publishingschool.com forward slash apply, book a call with the team, uh, there we'll talk about your goals for your book, your challenges with your book, your next steps. We're going to start putting together a plan to either get the book done and published or to sell more books. Uh, and then ultimately, you, you know, from there, if you enroll in self-publishing school, you can get on a clarity call with Scott or one of our sell more books coaches uh, and start moving forward through the process. So if that's something that you're interested in, uh, don't wait, go to self-publishingschool.com forward slash apply. Uh, go ahead and book a call with the team and let's help you uh, get going on your journey. Scott, thank you so much, man. This was awesome. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you can be listening to, YouTube channels that you can be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode all right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that. I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right. All you have to do is go to register to sign up, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step. So how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.